Hello and welcome to another episode of K-Dog and Fish Podcast. I am Fish. I'm K-Dog. And before we get into the subject, we want to welcome everyone. This is now episode nine, I believe, of the K-Dog and Fish Podcast on iTunes. Yes. SoundCloud, on our website. Uh, So we were posing a question. We did this on Instagram. And we had like a quiz and four different titles of our next possible podcast. And it was really cool to see the feedback. Mm-hmm. So now I know actually the 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 winning title what this podcast is about isn't actually what everyone chose. So I think we've got the next podcast set up, which is going to be the most popular vote was Spider-Man Far From Home, a preview uh, post what we know about Endgame. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a really good podcast. And I think we can go into it. We're going to do like, uh, we'll do the Tobey Maguire's, uh, like the Sam Raimi trilogy. We mm-hmm. could talk about the ill-fated Andrew Garfield attempt. Hey, I still like the Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Don't knock it. And then uh, get into how uh, they folded Spidey back into the Marvel, uh, into the MCU Mm-hmm. And discuss the uh, upcoming movie. So I think, and the pops, like the pops, the Funko mm-hmm. they're releasing for Far From Home are just amazing. Yeah, there's not too many, but they're pretty. They're pretty pimp. They're really cool, especially yeah. like um, Spidey in stealth suit. Mm-hmm. And there's the one with him kind of leaning against the wall. the wall. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So now to get yeah. into what this podcast is about, I like the new system. By the way, it's good. Yeah. What's that? So we're going to give you four options. Yeah. to pick the next podcast. Then regardless of what wins, yeah. we're going to do the podcast on whatever the f*** we want either. What well, we wanted to do. Yeah, so we don't really give a <laughs> shit what you think. It's a good system. I like that system. It's uh, good. Give the yeah. fans what they want. And here's what won. Manja, manja. But we're not going to record that anyways. So, well, we are. Yeah. But now we, we, we are. But it'll be the next The one. next podcast. Yeah. Now it'll be cool that now we know what people want. But this podcast. I think it'd be more fun if we did. Hey, here's four ideas. You pick yeah. the idea, then oh, we should totally do that, and then we'll podcast about that. Well, instead of the way that we did the quiz on Instagram, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, here's guess the next one, right? And the next time, I think we post like a poll and go, right. what would you like to see, yeah. and then do that one, and then we'll do the podcast within ten minutes, so we have no time to do any research or anything. We just gotta fly, just go. Uh, if anyone could do yeah. a podcast like off. Like the cuff, yeah, it's us. Which that can work because yeah. I never do research anyways. Yeah, so you that <laughs> you're the research guy. Come on. I just play off your research. So I can do that, no problem. So yeah. Well, this podcast, one of the four choices, and this is the title of this podcast, we're really excited to talk about, and it is entitled Nick Cage WTF dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Nick Cage. So our fascination with Nick Cage and what Nick Cage started out doing, what his career has been like to what is going on now mm-hmm. is literally a crazy train out of control off the tracks. Like sometimes you have no idea what's coming and it comes from such a place of love. Like we're not we're in no way bashing Nick Cage with this podcast. No, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. I mean I think he's I mean I've got some issues, you know. I mean we can discuss that, but for the most part, I mean I've enjoyed him in almost every 
Yeah. Every role he's had, I've enjoyed. You know, Super talented guy. Mm-hmm. It just seems lately, and we'll get into this later into the podcast, but just lately it's like if there is a movie mm-hmm. and they're not even in theaters really, it's a lot of straight-to-digital download. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I I'll do it. You yeah, know? he's in the circle of B titles right now. Yeah, like if this was Blockbuster, you're on the top shelf. In the if new Blockbuster section, still those, existed, if you were still <laughs> Blockbuster and you're at the new release wall, and you know at the eyesight you've got all the big A list blockbusters yeah. and they're taking up the meat and potatoes of the of the shelf. Sure. The top two rows is where you see the one and two copies of the B titles. Yeah, which is you know where you find you know some, when there are some gems up there, but I mean. He's he's direct to iTunes right now. You know who used to own that market? Treat uh, Williams. Treat Williams. Oh, Do you remember yeah. Treat Williams? Yeah. And oh, yeah. it was like every five minutes, Treat Williams was doing a, a straight to straight to DVD or straight to VHS. I guess wasn't there a Treat Williams there. Joe Piscopo movie at one point? Oh my gosh! Am I am I am I? I'm not even looking at anything. No, right no, now, no, but no. Wasn't there no. something off the top of my head? Yeah. You're absolutely there right. Was, wasn't and it was it? like a, a a pill or a virus that made you. Yeah, uh, undead. Yeah, and they were both cops. Yeah, and Piscopo was an undead cop. Right now, Neil's like title. Oh my, yeah, Neil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Neil's gonna be listening to this podcast, goes, boom, <laughs> screaming. Yeah. at his device, whatever he's listening yeah. to this podcast with, and Neil's screaming the yeah. title at us, yeah, he's pointing at the VHS copy. Well, now he's we got gotta look his, it up. Yeah, but anyway, if we I go just, back to for like some reason, I remember that. Oh, you're 100% correct. Um, I'm trying to think. There was other people that really, when I was working at Rogers Video for the longest time there, like the B-title market was definitely, like Treat Williams, yeah. I think Alessa Milano starred in quite a few B-titles, yeah. like Embrace of the Vampire, Embrace yeah. of the Vampire. But I'm thinking there's somebody else back then that really was like the B-title guy. I just remember, like, because my, my parents loved B-title rentals yeah. back then. Because we used to work at video stores, both of us did, and this is part of the reason you and I have such a passion for movies. Yeah. And I remember my parents, and it was always a Treat Williams mm-hmm. straight to DVD or straight to VHS garbage. Yeah. Film like That's just the, the ten forty five. Tom Berenger spent too used to long too. at the at the restaurant. You you're going into <laughs> Blockbuster at ten forty five, and yeah, you're you're. You're renting B titles. There's nothing else available. That's I all got it. Before it. we move on, I, I really I gotta look up Dangerous that movie. Heat? Dangerous Heat. Dead Something? Heat. Dead Heat. Oh, see, I was close. They dangerous were Heat. Yeah. So you should have. Yeah. Dangerous should have been in the Dangerous title. Heat. I was close. You were close. close. I was Not close. bad. Yeah. Joe Piscopo. Dead, dead Heat. Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams. Joe and Piscopo. two policemen are brought back to life to chase down chase down supernatural criminals. Nineteen eighty eight. That's a money plot. Dead heat. Love it. Yeah. Joe Piscopo was jacked too. That guy, he, he was. He liked to. He liked to. Wasn't live. he in Johnny Dangerously? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go over Joe Piscopo's uh, Michael Keaton filmography. Joe Piscopo. Johnny Dangerously. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure he's in that. I remember he's that in movie. Lots I remember, of stuff. I remember that movie. Uh, Joe Piscopo. All right. All right. Back to Why Nick the Cage. hell are we on Joe Piscopo? <laughs> <laughs> we go off on these tangents. It's yeah. like, let's talk about right, Treat back Williams. Back to Nick Cage. All right. Uh, all right. So back to Nick Cage. First of all, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Nicholas Cage is not his real name. He was born Nicholas Coppola, mm-hmm. and if that name sounds familiar to listeners, it is, he is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola, the director mm-hmm. of The Godfather and yeah. other amazing Apocalypse movies, now. Uh, Cotton Club, um, 
Rumblefish actually is one of my favorite. Ooh, a little Matt um, Dillon action. Francis Ford Coppola. Didn't he do the Outsiders too? I thought Ford Coppola was involved in the Outsiders. Somewhere. Uh, he yeah, most I, maybe written, wrote it, directed it. I don't even. know. I think he had something to do with it. But Again, it's basically, zero research on my side. <laughs> you know, throwing <laughs> throwing crap at you, and you just deflect it. But Nicolas Cage wanted to be an actor so bad. And he got his start doing a bunch of Francis Ford Coppola films. And at some point, I think it was two titles before he switched um, to Cage. I think it was Valley Girl in 1983. He felt that he didn't want people thinking that he was riding his uncle's fame. Yeah. Uh, Which he was. I mean, all of his early bit roles were all in Francis Ford Coppola movies. but. He didn't he's want. Gonna, he's going to open the door. Why not just run with it, right? Like, yeah, and yeah. It, and it's no doubt that he wasn't talented. Mm-hmm. Um, even looking at some of the really really early stuff, I wouldn't put Valley Girl in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I think he had a scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High too. If I think I'm he does. Not. I think you're right. Yeah, and under that he was billed as Francis, or sorry, Nick Coppola. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he decided to change it to Nick Nick Cage, Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage. And what I read, and I remember this, he was on Conan, and I watched him tell the story of that, and it was apparently like a big, he's a huge Marvel fan, yeah, and loved comics as a kid, and chose the Marvel character Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and chose that to be his acting last name, solid, which is really cool. Solid last name. Yeah. I mean, it's it's That's good. got strength to it. Yeah. It's like... Glad he didn't go with something like... You know, Johnny Lightning or something. Nick Nick Cage. It's got a good ring to it, you know? Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning. <laughs> it sounds a little made up. No. no nope. I like that's, it. Super solid. That's my name. Um, so he switched it to Cage for Valley Girl. Mm-hmm. By the way, he got paid five thousand dollars mm. to be in Valley Girl. He yeah. was the lead. Yeah, well, hey, you know. I mean, it was nineteen eighty three, but still like yeah, that's so that's like yeah. you know, two million now. So before that, yeah, he had a, a small bit role in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and he was mm-hmm. actually billed as Coppola. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did appear for his uncle, in he had a bit role in Cotton Club, mm-hmm. 84, Rumblefish that I mentioned, which is an amazing movie. Mickey Rourke is like, mm-hmm. kills in Rumblefish, and it's completely shot in black and white. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Rumblefish yeah. is a classic. Uh, and Peggy Sue Got Married, right. which uh, also Francis Ford Coppola was 86. Right. And then he sort of kind of got out of that and yeah. got onto his his own. Yeah. But some really just. Cool I thought his break was raising Arizona. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're, that was you're his, not his wrong. His launching yeah. pad, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Right. Outside of Francis Ford Coppola world. Right. Yeah. He yeah. had bit roles. He had starring roles, but it was all Francis Ford Coppola. The Peggy mm-hmm. Sue got married was eighty six. Yeah. And then uh, eighty seven was raising Arizona and Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. And he really, that's where he was like, okay, I'm no longer Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. I'm professional actor, Nick Cage, and I'm leading in these films. Raising Arizona, if you remember, Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers, yeah. yeah. It was funny, too, because researching for the podcast, some things I didn't know is that Kevin Costner auditioned three times to play that role in Raising Arizona and lost to Nicolas Cage, who didn't really have the pedigree just right. just yet but the cohen brothers love nick cage you gotta think raising arizona is probably around the same time as bull durham would it not have been 
Yeah, really close. So, uh, Bull somewhere. Durham's around, yeah, 87. Somewhere I actually think it's same. 89. Hmm. I'm really good with my, my movie years. But mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Costner was getting there mm-hmm. uh, in the late 80s. Late eighties, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, Nicholas Cage beat him out for that role in Raising Split Arizona. The roles. Can you imagine Nicholas Cage and Bull Durham no. and Kevin Costner in Raising Arizona? No. Doesn't work. Doesn't no. work. Kevin Costner was perfect yeah. for Bull Durham. Yeah, it uh, led to what you know, like Tin Cup and yeah, like those sort of. We roles. should do a podcast a about Kevin guy. Costner in sports movies because yeah. he's been in a ton of them. You yes. think about it between Tin Cup, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams for the love of money, Draft Day. That's you know? true. Like, yeah, he's lots been, of sports he's movies. Lots of sports movies. I we never thought really, of it that way. We should do a podcast about that. There we go. Yeah. I like it. We'll put it on the on the in the Absolutely. Poll we'll do a poll. The next one on Instagram. If people don't want to hear it, we'll understand and we'll do it anyways. Because <laughs> we want to. Because we want to. And it's our show. It's our show. <laughs> so but uh yeah, feel the feel the dreams. Yeah. There's for a the, lot. For the love of, actually I really enjoyed for the love of the game. Yeah. I thought that was a good movie. Uh, he did really the uh cycling one. Oh, American Flyers. American Flyers. Oh, you're going way back. Well, I, I'm just thinking yeah. Costner and sports, yeah. right? Yeah. American Flyers, man. Ooh. That's a good movie. I haven't seen that. In, and he got the nosebleed while he's riding the bike, and you're like, mm, got all sad. I don't remember sad. that movie at all. All right, cool. Anyway, anyway back nothing. to Nick Cage. Yeah. So 1987 was his breakout year, Raising Arizona and Moonstruck. Now, mm-hmm. Moonstruck was the same year, and Cher was cast, mm-hmm. and the studio did not want Nick Cage. Right, yeah. You remember you mentioned that to Like, me, yeah. at yeah. all. And Cher fought and threatened to quit. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be the right decision because that movie went on to do uh, 80 million domestic in 1987. It was right. a huge, mm-hmm. huge hit. It was his biggest hit to that, to that time. Right. Uh, and then after that, I don't know if you remember this at all. I remember, I never watched it. But I remember working, again, back to us working at video stores as kids, is Vampire's Kiss. Do you remember the cover box? No. Not uh, I remember head, the no. cover box, and it was just him, and it was like the it was like a cockroach, because that was like right. a, the weird scene in it. Anyway, it was such a weird, weird movie. I remember snippets I of it, but... It and that wasn't yeah. the David Lynch. David Lynch was Wild at Heart, wasn't it? That's Wild at Heart. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, all that's, right, yeah. that's later. And yeah. also weird. Like David yeah, weird. Lynch is crazy. Yeah, David Lynch is out there. Uh, yeah. But Jennifer Beals, actually the one thing I remember is how hot Jennifer Beals was in that's that movie. Flashback to uh, like, uh, what was she known for back then? Besides, oh, well, Flashdance. 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 Yeah. But it's something else. There's something else I remember her being in. Flashdance is the one I remember the most. But yeah, she, was, she had it yeah. going on in Vampire's Kiss. Yeah. Uh, but Cage, uh, he his star was starting to rise. He got paid about forty thousand to star in Vampire's Kiss. Oh, that's some good cheddar. Um, and then we're moving on to uh, yeah, nineteen ninety was Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Again, another super like that movie is so weird. Super indie. Yeah, well, yeah. that's David Lynch, right? Yeah, uh, Mulholland Drive and Twin Peaks. Like mm-hmm. David Lynch is is beyond like. In yeah. the head, like he, he he's is, out. He's out there. He's an. He's very out there. Yeah. Like, would you remember Willem Dafoe? Yeah. In Wild at Heart? No. Oh yeah, he was. It was just. No, I don't even remember Wild at Heart to be honest with you. Oh really? Uh, I am back in the day. I'm assuming I, I watched it, but I. It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, and the one cool thing I read about it was that Nick uh, Cage's character wore a snakeskin jacket. Mm-hmm. Actually, his jacket. David Lynch saw him wearing it and said, yes. Yeah. There also was no budget. 
No. So they're like, you got to wear your own f***ing clothes. No. <laughs> David Lynch didn't have the budget. Right? Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> and then- Whatever you feel like wearing that day is we're going with it. <laughs> By the way, bring a sandwich, too. Yeah, the craft services uh, yeah, craft doesn't services, exist. Yeah, isn't coming this <laughs> movie set day week. Just bring a sandwich. So Nick Cage, that was, yeah, 1990. It was really the 90s that made Nick Cage who Nick Cage was, especially the mid-90s, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get there in a minute. But the 90s, like, he just started to, you could see it, it coming, right? Like, he was, uh, I remember, uh, I really liked Honeymoon in Vegas. Yep, I remember that, uh, that James Conn, Sarah Jessica Sarah Parker. Jessica Barker yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. And it did okay. It did like 35 million domestic. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I remember though, isn't the plot eerily similar to Indecent Proposal? No, oh, I, I, I can't even, honestly. Honeymoon even... in Vegas. I think he loses yeah. uh, like hard to James Conn at a poker game. And then yeah. he. And he wins Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> no, Sarah, he offers, like, Sarah, James Conn goes, yeah. well, I'll, I'll take a weekend with your fiance in lieu of the debt. Oh, is that the premise of it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the premise to Honeymoon in Vegas. Ah, but right. it was very similar, and it, they mm. were right around the same time. I think Indecent Proposal, although this was more comedy. Mm. Honeymoon yeah. in Vegas was comedy. Yeah. Indecent Proposal was not. No, Indecent Proposal was. That was like the next year, I think, was Inde- yeah. Indecent Proposal. But yeah. anyway, um, also in the early 90s, uh, Nick, um, you're going to remember this one, uh, Amos and Andrew. Oh, yeah. I totally remember that movie. That yeah, was yeah. really funny. I haven't seen that in a long time. I'd like to rewatch that. That'd be fun. And if uh, for those of you who've never watched that movie, I'm sure you can somehow find it on digital download or stream it somewhere. But yeah. it's from 1993, and it's with uh, Nick Cage and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, And Samuel Jackson plays a very, I, I want to say a he was a writer. And very rich mm-hmm. writer, and he moved to a super white neighborhood. Yeah. And Nick Cage tried to rob his house, but everyone kept thinking Nick Cage was the house owner. Yeah. <laughs> and racist, very racist. Yeah. Thinking Samuel Jackson was robbing the place. Oh, I gotta rewatch that. It was really funny though. I haven't seen it on Netflix, but if it is, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it. I'm sure we can find it somewhere. I'll watch it tonight before the raps game. And then <laughs> Just a little Amos and Andrew. Amos and Andrew right before the raps game. Uh, 94, Guarding Tess. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Shirley yeah, McLean. Yeah, yeah. He played McClane, the yeah. um, Secret, Secret Service, Service agent. agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually had a lot of movies in 94. Mm-hmm. And It Could Happen to You. Oh, yeah. Bridget, Bridget Fonda. Fonda. Yeah, with the whole lottery ticket yeah. thing. Yeah, like yeah, a yeah, rom-com. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then a year. Yeah, these are all middle range, middle of the middle of the middle of the range, middle of the field movies, right? Like yeah, not they a huge did okay. amount of money, forty yeah. million, fifty million, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, uh, this one you're gonna laugh. Yeah, uh, this was like a very odd ensemble cast. Also, 1994, he had three movies that mm-hmm. year: Trapped in Paradise with John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. Oh yeah, I don't do you remember know. the cover box? It I had remember. The snow I remember globe. the cover box, but I don't remember the movie. They were. They were brothers and they were thieves. Yeah. That's all I really remember. Hmm. Uh, the one thing I did know is that it's supposed to be like a small town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually shot in St. Catharines, Ontario. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's nice. Cool little fun. Cool uh, little, little trivia there that uh, Fish looked up for you. <laughs> and then, so the mid-90s is where he really started to 
take off. And I know you're going to know this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1995, uh, he had two movies. One he's extremely well known for, and one was more of a minor role. Mm-hmm. And the first one in 95 is Kiss of Death. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that movie. It's good. That's the that's the David Caruso, I'm such a big f***ing star now. I don't have to be on TV yeah. anymore. Screw you. I'm going to be a movie star. Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. me now. TV, and this is back in the day when yeah. movie stars didn't do TV. Yeah. Like now, now it's all the time. Now it's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But back then it was just like, nope, peace out. See you later. I'm... What was he on? NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. Dennis Franz. See ya. Yeah. You know, I'm he a movie the star. Mic. I'm yeah. out, bitches. I'm out. Best of luck to you. I'm yeah. taking my red ass over to Hollywood. <laughs> and he just went and he and went died. right back. To he see. went right back. He's like, you got to see you got the CSI going? He, I need some CSI. You know? He literally ran this his was, ass back this to was CSI. This was the movie yeah. where he was going to. Yeah, this was his. Yeah, this is his quit. launching pad. And NYPD yeah. Blue was huge. Yeah. I think he was getting banked too. I think he was Serious getting paid. money. Yeah. 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 And he walked away said, "I'm going to yeah. be a movie star." That's it. And the world said, "No." No. <laughs> no. You he, you are going to be CSI for your life. He did too. He did. And yeah, it was funny cuz he was a cop. Yeah. Right? And NYPD yeah. Blue and then he went when he crawled groveling back yeah. to television he played a cop okay play, yeah. forensic um, scientist or whatever you uh, yeah i guess whatever, you can say whatever. that yeah. uh, poor man's gil grissom yeah um yeah. but anyway he uh it was two movies it was kiss of death and oh, do you remember the other one was it jade yes oh yeah which is like linda fiorentino linda fiorentino I, I her last name linda fiorentino something like that yeah wasn't jade like known as one of the worst movies in the history of it movies? was really bad i don't even remember the movie it was awful i don't remember it actually she was like a thief or a murderer and again he's a cop and he's trying to solve it but then he just bangs her the whole time that yeah, sounds pretty good i'm gonna well i it. know but then you gotta watch david caruso banging it's yeah he's gotta just he's he's whiter have a than... couple of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, Linda needed like a, a cocktail. It's a scene at a Casper. Anyways, I mean, yeah. yeah, he was translucent. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but freckles and ginger ass. What? What's with the lighting in here? Uh, it's not the lighting, sir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the lighting's bouncing off Crusoe's ass. It's lighting up the backdrop. You know? What are we going oh to do? Can we get a tanning bed on set? Anybody got yeah. a tanning bed around? We got to burn. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! We couldn't even shoot outdoor scenes. He he burns. Listen, it's not. This anyway. isn't. We're not here to pick on David Caruso. No, he's, ma- he's made some good CSI money, right? Are we really gonna? Well, you know? sure. That mo- that yeah. show's gonna be in syndication for life. Yeah. But it was just the funny thing of like, I'm isn't the- he still on CSI? Is CSI still on? How I don't think CSI they still have wrong? CSI Miami. I don't oh, think so. I think no? that ended a, a long time ago. I wonder what he's doing. Uh, but David Caruso seriously was like one of the biggest TV stars in the yeah. world on a, one of the biggest shows and just said, I'm walking away to do movies. Yeah. It was Kiss of Death, Jade, and then and then went back to CSI. <laughs> took a little hiatus, and then he went back to CSI. But Kiss of Death. Spent about six months calling his agent a lot. Yeah. His agent's uh, like, I don't know why you called me two here. hours ago, man. I'm still. <laughs> 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 Nothing's, nobody's asking. Nothing's coming up. I heard um, this, there's this new dinosaur movie. It's It's. Spielberg, can I can I get the leading role? You know, I hear there's like a can I be like the the, the dinosaur wrangler? Uh, no, you can't. No. no, why? You're David Caruso. Yeah, go back to go TV. back to TV. 
<laughs> Come on, man. Because um, Jurassic Park came out around 93. That would have been uh, when Kiss of Death was. 93. Kiss of yeah. Death was 95. Oh, okay. But Anyways, go back to Kiss of Death. I actually enjoy, I enjoyed Kiss, Kiss of Death, Death, and Nicolas Cage got jacked. He was like 310 pounds of solid protein. Well, I, I don't know if those numbers are accurate. But uh, I, did, <laughs> I think they are. But do you, you know what my favorite scene like was? Goldberg. He was bench pressing that girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember yeah. most at a kiss of death was Nick Cage literally bench pressing yeah. a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. 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 And David yeah. Crusoe came in. Yeah. You know what else was in that movie? Samuel Jackson. He's in every movie. Well, the, okay. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> since the dawn of time. <laughs> we love Samuel Jackson, but it's hard to find a movie he's not in. I don't know what to tell you. Honestly, oh, that's funny. You know, but yeah. I mean, that I was... see him in random commercials all the time. I don't think yeah, he's just Capital in it. One. Oh, Capital One. I hate those commercials. Yeah. I seriously do. But yeah, yeah. Anyways. There was fun. Well, they just starred together in Amos and Andrews, so yeah. it was yeah. They're kiss both in Kiss of Death. I mean, Nicolas Cage was not the top bill. Obviously, it was the David Caruso power move, but it was David cool. Caruso I... power move. <laughs> you like that? But I like <laughs> Nick Cage in Kiss of Death. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was really kind of a gritty, cool movie. I yeah, like. He was a badass, and he yeah. still wasn't a star at that point. Uh, Nick Cage, yeah, mid range star. Yeah, mid range. I mean, mm-hmm. he hit it. We're we're talking like the ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah. There's one more movie in ninety five that he did, and this catapulted him into a new level because he won the Oscar for best actor. Mm-hmm. So you know which movie I'm talking about. Yeah, it is Con Air. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. Oh my gosh! It's an honor to be nominated. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. we're obviously talking about uh, Mike Figgis, director Elizabeth Shue. Mm -hmm. Nick Cage's performance in Leaving Las Vegas is a masterpiece. Oh yeah, he's great in it. You know, it's it's some of like it's just such a cool, dark, Mm -hmm. sad, oh super sad movie, and he killed it nobody yeah. else could have won the oscar that year like no, he nick, it. nick cage yeah. deserved it 110 percent. amazing performance i can't say i've watched it more than once that's not a movie you just that's not like no you don't want to re-watch it's not that over it's just it's, you watch it once watch a man you drink go, himself to death yeah you cry a little bit and you move on yeah. right but i mean you can say it's his best performance yes probably not the most enjoyable movie there's obviously a, a large selection of movies coming up that we could say are more enjoyable yeah but from an acting point of view I think, yeah, he he nailed it. Oh, he's so so good, so good in it. And because he was that mid range A list getting the Oscar, yeah, he was catapulted. He only got paid um, like two hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred forty thousand to mm-hmm. star in Leaving Las Vegas. His demanding pay, like Scott, after you win an Oscar, right. It's yeah, it was night and day. We'll get we'll get into that because next is. 96 and 97 and this is where nick cage hit the highest heights of hollywood Mm -hmm. like he in one of i would put this movie this is in 1996 now this movie is one of my top 10 of the of that genre right of all time and that's the rock oh yeah with sean connery um my top five action movies probably top three it's so good maybe two True Lies is still one. True, I think True Lies yeah, is yeah, always yeah, going to yeah, go down yeah. as my number one action movie, yeah. I think. But I'd say The Rock is right up there, close to at a number two, probably. Now, for those of yeah. you who have never seen it, and if you haven't, you're not, 
you know, our age, but it is, I think, one of um, Michael Bay's first movies. And Nicolas Cage, Michael Bay, and they teamed up with Jerry Bruckheimer and at at that time still alive, Don Simpson. Mm -hmm. And those two guys, like Bruckheimer and Simpson, you go back to like Top Gun and The Rock fit into that. And and people are going to hear us say The Rock and think we're thinking of Dwayne Johnson. But there was reference because the whole movie takes place on Alcatraz, which was nicknamed The Rock. This movie like just had literally everything mm-hmm. and nick cage killed it uh sean connery oh, stole the movie stole yeah. like he was so good as the yeah. as the aged thief yeah he's the only person who has ever lived and escaped from alcatraz so they enlist his help right to then get ed harris and the and the terrorists who were threatening to launch missiles right uh from alcatraz uh, and stop such them. an awesome cast too. It's amazing cast. Ed Harris, yeah, with Ed Harris and also Bokeem Woodbine, yeah, <laughs> classic. He's an amazing talent. Can't go wrong. Uh, John C. McGinley from uh, Scrubs. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Cox. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the terrorists for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then yeah, so many actors that were in that. Yeah, but oh, in... Michael Bean uh, from. Yeah. Ter- uh, from Terminator, yeah, he played the. Uh, he was one of the, the Navy SEAL team, Seals, Navy yeah. Seals, yeah. But also, I mean, going back to Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage played his part to a T. Yeah, yeah. I also remember his, what was his name? Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. And yeah. then Connery was giving him the, you know, the the yeah. the history of his name, like everything about that film is just the action the yeah. con- like the line we watch that over and over over again. and over yeah. again yeah. and it was just so good and it really set the pace for so many things to come oh actually no it wasn't michael bay's first movie uh bad boys it was his follow-up to bad boys okay all right which was also produced by the uh, Bruckheimer mm-hmm. and them. So like Michael Bay really that like launched him as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Bad Boys and then The Rock. It yeah. was uh now he I don't know, like he's producing more than he's directing, but Yeah, I don't know. I think he's doing a lot of Transformers. At that, yeah. <laughs> he's he's on the, that's it. Yeah. I didn't direct them anymore. He just produces he just like produces. the Bumblebee and whatnot. He's into but, he loves Transformers. But uh The Rock, you wouldn't imagine that Nick Cage could he wasn't he was more of a scientist, right? Like he wasn't. Oh, he wasn't like an action star. Like it wasn't. Yeah, yeah he was. It, no, he was. He was a geek. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. He was a geek, and yeah. I remember him making the choice. And I, I remember hearing about this. He doesn't actually swear mm-hmm. at all. Okay, in the movie, other characters do, mm-hmm. but he says stuff like "Oh, geez," yeah. and like he's a chemical. That's right. He was a chemist or yes. engineer or whatever. He's one of those. Yeah, he because was, of the, the yeah, toxic the gas, with the toxic gas, on, and yeah. they were like, they were inspecting the the package and the toxic gas yeah. came out. All that. That's what he did. He works yeah. for the FBI, but he was a chemical weapon yeah. specialist or a chemical specialist. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And oh, who played his girlfriend? Oh, Vanessa Marceau. Yeah, from Las Vegas. Yeah, from Las Vegas. Yeah, oh, she married Brian Austin Green, I believe. Well, that was a horrible decision. Brian Austin Green's done well for himself. I don't know how we're, and I don't want to get off acting. on a, I don't want to get off on a Brian Austin Green or as I nickname him, Bag. Uh, he's, no, I don't want to get no, off on no. how Brian Austin Green, literally the, the kid from 90210, was dating Vanessa Marceau yeah. and then Megan Fox. 
Yeah. He's uh, like, seriously, I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing it right. Uh, <laughs> he's doing nothing. I don't know what he's doing. I don't think he's done anything since 90210. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. He's just literally just sitting back on a lounge chair just going, I love being me. Yeah, of course he would. That's it. All right, back to Nick Cage and The Rock. Sean Connery, too, outside of like James Bond. This is my mm-hmm. favorite Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, film I, as I would well. agree, too. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's something else. I mean, he was pretty amazing in The Untouchables. Yeah, but I, I mean. But I mean, not from, I mean, you're saying from, from an enjoyability factor. Yeah. Like, uh, get, not an amazing performance. Everything that came out of his enjoying, mouth was, was yeah, really he, funny. He just killed it. Yeah. And it was, he was a dick, but he was also like a, a, a lovable dick. You know, yeah, and the way he treated Nicolas Cage was funny. Yeah, he yeah. he picked on him a lot. Yeah. yeah, and he could still hold his own in the yeah. action sequences. Yeah, um, all of it. If yeah. you if you've never seen The Rock, yeah. this is your chance. Just watch it. It is it is absolutely brilliant, mm-hmm. and it it really after coming out of winning an Oscar and then doing this movie. It's mm-hmm. Michael Bay and and Bruckheimer and Sean Connery in this massive, huge hit. It made um, hundred and thirty four million domestic, two hundred foreign. So just uh, that was his biggest hit to that day. Uh, and he Nicholas Cage got paid four million, so a huge jump in salary after yep. uh, winning an Oscar. Nice, yeah. No, it's great stuff. And then uh, the other movie we can't not talk about is 1997 his follow up which was Con Air. Yeah. Now, I'm going to let I'm, you take I, I'm going to let you take the reins for a second. No, I I got to have a sip of coffee while you tell me your thoughts oh, about Con Air. Again, Bruckheimer is it not? Yeah. Must be. Just the yeah. way it's being filmed and the cast. And it's actually it's the first one where uh Bruckheimer does his solo production credit yeah. with the tree the tree getting hit by lightning yeah because yeah. don simpson died during the um uh wrapping of the of the rock gotcha so this was uh yeah bruckheimer and nick cage again different director mm-hmm. uh but it was uh bruckheimer's first production after don simpson died yeah i mean i want to say i like conair i just i mean i can't get past that <laughs> accent like i just why do we need the accent yeah the hair was bad enough the hair was awful but the accent just i couldn't i can't get past it i yeah. mean and that thing was star-studded i mean there was a huge cast that cast was john cusack massive. john malkovich john malkovich uh, uh, uh steve buscemi. buscemi um what's his face ving rames yeah you know uh dave Chappelle. yeah he had I mean, a funny role. I yeah. like Dave Chappelle and Connor. Yeah, amazing cast. Idea of the movie? Yeah, it had legs. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I bought it. I'm in. I'm sold. I bought the popcorn. Oh, <laughs> and then I hear that goddamn accent at the bar when he gets released and he goes and he's dancing with who's he dancing? Who was his, his girlfriend? Was uh, she's uh, Monica Potts? I believe. Uh, I, I believe. think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Monica Potts yeah. sounds and then right. He, and then it's just a great scene, and there he's just got released. To it. She's working in the bar. It's so romantic. Then he opens his f-ing mouth, and you just yeah. <laughs> God damn it! He chose. And here's the oh. funny thing: is he went to Alabama yeah. for two weeks to get the accent right, <sighs> and just the choice alone, like he. 
it was just he didn't need it. It ruined the movie. It it did ruin it the totally one hundred percent ruined the movie. Yeah, if they could redo like redub that movie, yeah, it it I, I it'd be my favorite movie of all time. It's such a good. I'm not gonna lie, it will, the, probably not your favorite of no, all time. Saying, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a great funny action movie. I I yeah. really like Con Air. I hate Nicolas Cage's accent <laughs> and hair, and the thing with the bunny. Yeah. Don't you? Oh, was bunny. something about the bunny? Didn't he say something like "Ain't no one never mind" or something? "Ain't no one never mind" or something? I don't know. He literally, he was like, <laughs> "I think he just made that up." No, I'm serious. He said that in <laughs> there. No, Ain't no mind. one never mind. I don't know. Something like he was like, <laughs> "What's that f-ing rooster uh, fog?" Oh, horn? foghorn leghorn. Leghorn and and Porky Pig got combined, and yeah. that was this is the voice. He went That's... to Brockhammer and goes, "Listen, I got an idea. I want to sound." <laughs> <laughs> like a redneck southerner. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to even describe that. that I think voice. you described it. I think us. Yeah, Porky the pig meets Porky the pig uh, meets Foghorn Leghorn. Foghorn Leghorn. Combine those two voices and let's go with this. Yeah, this is it. This is what I want. Not not great. Like honestly, why and, couldn't you just talk like a, a like a normal human being? And it made money because it was follow up to The Rock, and it was yeah. Bruckheimer, and it was Nick Cage, and he's. A huge star now, like it did over a hundred million domestic. Yeah, but the one thing I remember watching it, and I've probably watched it, I don't know, three or four times in my life. It's the accent; you can't get over the accent. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, he seriously went to Alabama to quote perfect the accent, and uh, just didn't work. But yeah. in 1997, and we're going back to an awesome movie. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. Same year as Con Air. He did face off. Oh, we're getting off the con air now. Yeah, I, I got. Unless you want to add more about the hair and the accent. No, I think I'm good. We're good. I'm trying to think positives. But. All right. Well, I mean, yeah. Again, this this podcast is actually a tribute to Nick Cage, and we don't have to like everything the man has done. So you know, the I Rock. Nick Cage was the right amazing. He was the right actor to play the role sure, in con yeah. air. I'm just saying the choice of the accent. He sounded like a plantation owner. <laughs> I say, I say. Yeah, like literally, like I felt I was in Django Unchained or something. Like <laughs> he's done. Don like, Johnson. Like Django seriously, Unchained. like why? What is what is this? Like it just is oh, so disappointing. And there's no coming back from it because he's in the entire fucking movie. So it's he's like, the lead. Yeah. He's like literally in every every scene, every forty seconds, you're hearing his asshole voice, and it's just like yeah. you want to just be like, stop. Yeah. <sighs> Could have had any just normal voice. That would have been fine. You can rewatch that movie with subtitles. You'd enjoy it more. Yeah, probably. You know, just make up your own voice in your head. <laughs> you know what's funny is watching it, you'd probably you probably still <laughs> still listen to it in your head. You're hearing that accent. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, okay, let's get All off right. it. On to Face Off, face which off. I will argue I love is that movie. Uh, one of the best movies he's ever done. Yeah, he got six million for starring in Face Off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bump up from The Rock at four million. It did 112 million domestic. Uh, it was him and John Travolta. Now they spent weeks together mm-hmm. to kind of prepare because now if you haven't seen again, if you haven't seen Face Off, you mm-hmm. have no idea what we're talking about. But so what it is is the it's a different take on the body switch movie. Mm-hmm. So like the change up and Freaky Friday, similar and, to The Parent Trap. Yeah. Yeah. Minus Lindsay Lohan and Walt Disney. Cutting faces off. Cutting faces off and just changing Um, bodies. 
John Woo directed it, yeah. and you know it's John Woo because there's a scene in slow mo with doves flying out. Of the, yeah, of course. That's, yeah, yeah. He that's loves that. John Woo's that's, signature. Yeah, he just um, travels with doves. He's got cages of them. Yeah, even when he walks into a regular room, there's doves come in first, and then John <laughs> Woo appears. Off his, <laughs> takes off his coat, and there's yeah. just doves. Everyone, yeah. the plaza in New York's like, we can't get these <laughs> doves out because John Woo's <laughs> staying here for the weekend. At some point, somebody needed to say to John, "Enough with the doves." Yeah, we got it. We got it. You love slow-mo, yeah. and you love doves. Yeah. You can just walk in. This is an Applebee's. You don't need the doves. Just come in. We got your table ready for you, sir. <laughs> you're, you're all you can eat riblets already. Yeah. Like, like, you don't not, need to do this. Like, we, we got it. We got it. John Woo's here. How do I know? I'm uh, covered in bird shit, so John Woo has to be here. <laughs> do you remember you know? John Woo directed Mission Impossible 2? Same thing. Yeah. Slow-mo, doves. Arguably like, the worst Mission Impossible 2. I mean, uh, Mission no, Impossible. No, no, no. I mean, Mission was, Impossible 3 was the worst. You think it was worse than number two? Yeah. Three was bad. Three was J.J. Abrams, and I hate to throw J.J. Abrams under the bus, but Mission Impossible 3, <sighs> it was J.J. Abrams' first directorial debut coming out of Alias, Yeah, and he did Mission Impossible 3. Was 3 the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman? Yeah. As a back? Oh, yeah. yeah, that was pretty bad. Mission Impossible 2 is better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, but Maybe. anyway, I'll have to rewatch those. Back to John Woo, but same thing, yeah. yeah. John Woo, any movie John Woo directs, yeah, he's gonna do a slow mo gun sequence, and there's gonna be fucking doves, yeah. But anyway, he likes his doves. Uh, I love Face Off because if you take John Travolta too, was really he was coming off of Pulp Fiction, and mm-hmm. he was really getting his comeback game on, yeah. And the two of them together, but then playing each other. Mm-hmm. It was it was a take on the body switch movie, but literally they were the same person. They just cut the the face. Yeah, I mean, off. I, and I love the concept. It I was bu- really I bought cool. it. I, I mean, I bought it. I was into it. Like I was, I thought they nailed the mannerisms. That's what I was saying. Yeah, like, like they, they spent weeks together each other. Like yeah. it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed the entire. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You got to get past the fact that they cut each other's faces off, put them on. Okay, whatever. You know, it was still cool and yeah. believable. Still better than, really. than than Nicolas Cage talking like a plantation owner. I mean, yeah. it's still better. So I enjoyed every second of that movie. Yeah. I, can, I actually can't even think of a yeah. I don't think of anything that's negative about that movie. No, I, I enjoyed it. Me every, neither. Everything about it. It's good. Yeah, I think yeah. Nick Cage and John yeah, Travolta both, both, both did a great job. Good cast. Now, good cast. Gina Gershon was in that. Uh that's right. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. she was then, Nick Cage's girlfriend. Yeah. Joan, uh, Jones, not Joan Severance, Joan Allen. Joan Allen played uh, yeah. Travolta's wife. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, actually, they, they just nailed each other. It was really cool watching them I actually act love, as each other. It was really. Nick Cassavetes yeah, Nick plays, Cassavetti uh, plays Nick, yeah. Nick Cage's uh, right hand man. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. He was cool. I like that guy. Yeah. That guy's cool. He plays poker a lot. He's a, a big lot of poker. Yeah, big poker player. Yeah. And watching um, him in that, you know, he, he directs, right? Yeah. He directed The Notebook. Yeah, which I know. is so yeah. weird. You told me that one day. Considering like, really? he's yeah. such a badass. Yeah, yeah, he is badass actually. But well, he uh, comes from a line of badasses. Nick Cassavetti's dad was a badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. John Cassavetti's. Mm. Yeah, I don't know about that. Hey, he was a, he was a great actor director. Mm, gotcha. um, cool. Anyway, off yeah, topic. no, face off topic. Face off was awesome. If you haven't checked it out, check it out for sure. Face off is cool. Like yeah. if you have to go and you're doing like a Nick Cage thing, I would watch The Rock, Con Air, but mute it. And then Face Off. I'd watch Face Great Off movies. before Con Air. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, in that, yeah. that like, two-year span, he had three massive hits, despite the accent and the hair mm. choice in Con Air. Those are huge hits. Yeah, I could pick on Con Air for days, but it's still, it's still an enjoyable movie regardless. We can't yeah. really 
just go with it. So yeah. after that, because of those three movies, he mm-hmm. really started to demand the salary. Yeah. Came in the late 90s. Not yeah. so much for this first movie. Um, I don't know if you remember City of Angels with Meg Ryan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did okay. It did yeah. like $78 million in the yeah. box office. But now Here's, he's, coming on, he's coming into his own. He wants David Caruso money. He's like, this well, is where I am now. This is the one where yeah. he d- he started oh, serious to cheddar. demand the cheddar yeah. was Snake Eyes. Oh, my God. And he got paid $16 million, huge <sighs> pay jump, to star in Snake Eyes in 98. That movie is so bad. It really it's is not bad. Nick Cage's fault. Yeah. Just a bad movie. And Wasn't it, that a De Palma movie? It was Brian De Palma. Yeah. yeah 100%. That was a bad movie. It was really bad. And I don't think it's Brian De Palma's fault, and I don't think it's Nick Cage's fault. I think it was just a really (laughs) the screenwriters. (laughs) Whoever the screenwriter. I think like you're you're basing it on the the text, right? Like it it was just written poorly. I don't blame Nick Cage on it all because Brian De Palma is a goddamn genius and a legend. Oh yeah, you can't you can't even Um, dispute that. I just think Snake Eyes was just a really bad movie. Something about it was was like a fight. Wasn't it all like trying to be like in real time kind of idea and there was something about that. Yeah, it was about a fight yeah the the boxer in Vegas. Something about real time or something. Like Well that was a cool way to shoot it, right? It was like the like um twenty four on T V. Yeah. You're trying to shoot it in actual time frame. So it doesn't which was a neat concept to do in a film, you know, where there's no like, oh, it's next day and then it's, you know, a week from now. No, right. they shot that whole movie. So in a two-hour movie, it takes place in a two-hour time frame right. of a heist on a fight night at, yeah, a, at a casino. Right. Who played the villain in that movie? I literally couldn't tell you. I can't think of it off the top of, my head. top of my head. No, all right, whatever. It's Comment funny. on the yeah. uh, podcast. Tell us uh, you can fact check us and tell us who the villain was in Snake Eyes. It was it was really. Bad. Why am I thinking it's James Con? No, it can't be James Con. Was it James Con? I don't think it was James Con. I'm gonna look it up. All right, you look it up. I'm gonna talk gonna about the me. about the late '90s. Uh, after Snake Eyes was eight millimeter. That movie is dark. It's really dark. James Gandolfini. Um, I was actually shocked because I I didn't remember this watching it back in '99. But Joel Schumacher directed it. Oh, really? Which he's like famous for campy Batman. Yeah. yeah. So him doing a dark, dark like movie about snuff films and murder and Mm -hmm. porn, and it's it's uh, Joel Schumacher directed it. Yeah. But that was like family film. An introduction to James Gandolfini. This is pre Sopranos. Oh, Gary Sinise was the. uh, Oh, it was Gary Sinise. That's right. Also played in a CSI. (laughs) He also left movies to do TV. Back to TV doing CSI New York. Yeah, but I don't think you can compare Gary Sinise to. David Caruso? Caruso. No, 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 no. Because Gary Sinise didn't start in TV and go to movies and then crawl back to TV. No. Gary Sinise was just a movie star. Yeah. uh, Forrest Gump and other like amazing stuff, Reindeer Games. And then, and then just, just, I hate just the way you said that because I think you're mocking it. (laughs) I know your affection towards reindeer games, and really, it, other than Charlize Theron being topless, I can't tell you a great thing about reindeer games. Uh-huh. You're missing. Uh, you, all right, is that a future podcast? Kevin K Dog's uh, d- uh, defense of reindeer games. <laughs> great Christmas movie. Oh my god, the whole family. <laughs> yes, it's got everything for the whole family. You, you crank up a little Home Alone. Yeah. 
have a cocktail, and then you go right into Scar your, your children games. for life. No, kids will love it. It's got something for everyone. Please don't show your children reindeer games. This, this podcast does not <laughs> <laughs> reflect the endorsement of watching reindeer games with your oh, kids. Oh, fine. Oh, my gosh. All right. Anyways, uh, all right. Back so eight millimeter. This, yeah. I know there's a bunch of movies coming up that he really, you know, that were not well received. By, yeah, by I mean, there's a couple. Up. There was uh, like Bangkok Dangerous. I know was was in. Well, that's coming. Way after. Up. Was it way after? That's I mean, way after. Yeah. Yeah. That was like the first movie. We'll get there. That's like after the height of the career started to yeah. take the take the down spiral. Mm. But we're getting into like we're right on the cusp of the 2000s. Right. Um, the movie, actually, you really love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2000, he and he went back to Bruckheimer mm-hmm. and did Gone in 60 Seconds. I did enjoy that movie. I actually, yeah. I did enjoy that. That was it was a good movie. I thought it was well done. Nicholas Cage was perfect for it. Yeah, he was. He did yeah. good. Angelina Jolie. It's a solid cast. Yeah, it's. I thought it was good. Giovanni Ribisi. Giovanni Ribisi. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, will uh Robert Duvall. Yeah, he was you great. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um uh Delroy Lindo. I do like myself a little Del yeah. Delroy Lindo. Oli yeah. Fa- Ola Fantastic was in it. <laughs> Timothy Ola Fantastic. Ola Fantastic was was <laughs> Lindo's right hand man. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Actually I just was watching it the other day on AMC with the commercials. He got yeah. uh twenty million. Mm-hmm. This is his first and this is surprising considering he d- he got sixteen for yeah. Snake Eyes and it bombed, mm-hmm. but they still gave him twenty million mm-hmm. to. This was his first twenty million dollar payday, which was like if you remember, like that was like the most an actor right. would make. You're yeah, like, twenty million was like that was the that the was magic number. Yeah, yeah, like Jim Carrey. Yeah, there are very few people. Even when Will Ferrell got in, mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I get to this height and level. This yeah. is before actors started getting producing credits and back end and yeah. all that your highest salary as an actor you knew you were a of a list when you got 20 million a picture I'm getting 20 mil yeah yeah uh and remember <laughs> uh, chris tucker demanded it yeah we don't want to go i don't want to get off that but that I was mean, that was really funny it was like yeah. i'm a 20 million a picture guy and you're gonna give it to me yeah and nobody would give it to him but brett uh, ratner uh, yeah it wasn't good but anyway yeah. Uh, we could do a podcast on Chris Tucker, but we can't really because we love guy. Chris Tucker. I mean, Money Talks is still, we should do a podcast just on Money Talks. If you haven't seen Money Talks, yeah. that is Chris Tucker at his absolute most hilarious. Insane. Is the funny, Insane. one of the funniest things you will ever see on film ever. And very not well known. No, it's not. Like a lot. No. You say money talks, and they look at you like, "Wow, like that's a no ACDC Charlie song. Sheen is in it. Yeah, yeah. like no, it's Heather Locklear, Heather Locklear, uh, Paul Sorvino, Paul Sorvino. Oh, every scene, every second of money talks. Yeah, you it's, will, it's you gold. Will, don't don't try to drink something while you're just gonna spill all over yourself. <laughs> just watch it. So funny. Uh, Nick Cage did almost all of his own stunt driving in that movie. By the way, yeah, I Gone read that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's really good, yeah. and it did well. It did. 237 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. Huge hit. Uh, we got to move this along, but why are we up? What are we up at? We're we're heading in there. We're 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 doing good. It's Nick Cage, man. He we can talk about Nick Cage for a while. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just um, do this. So in t- the early 2000s, I'm hungry. Though. I want to get a burger. He got what? <laughs> want to eat? <laughs> you make me laugh. Come on, <laughs> keep us going. Early 2000s, Nick yeah. Cage uh, had uh, a couple of rom coms and a couple of more like drama. But mm-hmm. so, um, first of all, it was Family Man with 
Tia Leone. Yeah. It was a decent movie. Yeah. He did 75 million domestic. Yeah, that's all right. Um, but then he did back to back. He did Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, that was garbage. It bombed. It yeah. made like twenty five million. And Nobody he got saw that. Paid movie. like seven. He took a pay cut to do it. Yeah, but it was garbage. He was hoping for that next Oscar, and mm. it just literally nobody cared. Yeah. Um, and then Wind Talkers, which was another mm. Johnny oh, yeah, routine yeah, with yeah, John yeah, Woo. Yeah. So I'm sure there movie. were doves at some point. Uh probably. And uh, but yeah, that was uh, Nick Cage in there, and then. I get to a movie before we get to like what became his biggest hit of his life. Mm. Um, right before that, and I don't think he gets enough credit was mm. for adaptation. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Do you remember yeah. that I at do. all? Yeah. yeah. Didn't he get nominated for anything? Like he that? got nominated. Yeah, he got nominated. But he right? didn't win. Yeah. Uh, which was, I mean, not really his fault. Like he killed it. If mm-hmm. if any other year, and this is a podcast, mm-hmm. any other year, Nick Cage would have won the Oscar. But he was up against Adrian Brody for The Pianist. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen that movie, you're like literally nobody else was winning that Best Actor Oscar. It wasn't even a choice that Adrian Brody was going to win that. Mm-hmm. Like it was, if it wasn't the same exact year, Nick Cage probably would have won his second Oscar. Mm-hmm. If you haven't yeah. seen Adaptation, it is really cool because he plays dual roles. He plays twin brothers. Yep. And these are real life people by the way mm-hmm. uh he plays charlie and donald kaufman uh charlie kaufman is the real life screenwriter from uh being john malkovich right and so spike jones directed that movie and then he remembered a story of charlie kaufman going through trying to bring this novel to the screen mm-hmm. and the two of them wrote and directed the movie about that right. happening yeah it's a very and cool movie. It's cool premise. Just, it's yeah. really, Spike Jones is really cool. Spike Jones yeah. did Eternal Sunshine yeah. of the Spotless Mind. Yeah. And being John Malkovich. Like Spike Jones is very out yeah. there. Super creative. Yeah. yeah. Extremely, extremely creative. Mm-hmm. And original content. That's like a yeah. original content. Well, yeah. Poster child for original content. Yeah. And Nick Cage uh played both twin brothers. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. was just really cool. Like yeah. his performance, he does not get enough credit for how good he was in that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Well, again, it goes right back to the story of us saying that he doesn't get enough credit for being a great actor. Yeah. You know, and he should. Yeah. Even after leaving Las Vegas, I don't think he still was getting enough serious credit, right? Like, yeah. And then after that, and then okay, we keep. Well, going and he on. tried. He tried with Captain Corelli's Mandolin and mm-hmm. Wind Talkers and other stuff, but he just wasn't. He was, and this movie, he did mm-hmm. get nominated, but he just, it's just too bad it was the same year as Adrian Brody, right? But uh, yeah. anyway, that'll happen. Uh, then came what is his biggest hit of his life and you can say that after the huge hits with uh the rock and face off and yep. other stuff this movie became his biggest hits and he reached with jerry bruckheimer again mm-hmm. uh well, you know where you're going you know where i'm going know where you're going I'm talking about benjamin franklin gates national treasure i knew you're going there loved that movie it oh, was literally a, a modern indiana jones yeah Historical, like perfect. American history. He was history. the perfect character. He was the perfect guy for that role. Yeah. Perfect guy. Well, he yeah. nailed it. Again, he wasn't the action hero. He's forced mm. into that role, but he was a he was a, a cerebral hero. Yeah. And really kind of recreating a bit of what he did in The Rock as a mm. chemical specialist right. who's sort of forced into this action. Yeah. It was sort of the same way, whereas a, a guy solving this giant mystery. Yeah. And finding these clues and everything, it was more based on brains than, 
you know, he still had to dodge the bad guys mm-hmm. and run and drive cars and dodge bullets. Yeah. But he was doing all this as a as a intelligent character. Yeah. Like it, it killed. Like he he also got twenty million to star in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did uh, one hundred and seventy three million domestic and one hundred and seventy four foreign for a total of three hundred forty seven million. Mm-hmm. For him, that was at that time his biggest hit. This is two thousand and four, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was just. Just cool. Yeah. Just really cool. And of course, they followed it up with a sequel because it yeah. made so much money. Sean Bean was my favorite part of the first one. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was like a perfect well, Also, villain. the the guy from The Hangover played yeah, his- he stole the movie, yeah. He had yeah. such great yeah. comedic timing. Right. There's something about, there's one line, I swear, I, I've not, I don't even have this in my notes. It was- mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's still in my head today, something about jams and jellies. Oh, yeah, the preservation room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what the preservation room is? I'm Storing delicious jams and jellies? Jams and jellies? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. I still to that day remember yeah. that line. Yeah. 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 No, I enjoyed that movie. Um, absolutely. And well-deserved for it to be his biggest. I mean, it was a great movie, so it deserves to be his highest box office because it was a good movie start to finish. Yeah. So. And the absolutely. second one made even more money. This is uh, the I didn't enjoy the second one as much, but it was still good. 2007, yeah. uh, it was called uh, Book of Secrets. Book of Secrets, yeah. And Ed Harris played the, the villain, which That's is right. awesome because Ed Harris, again, is awesome. Yeah, so. and we're taking, bringing it back to The Rock. Yeah, right? Ed Harris can, is just awesome. So uh, yeah. That yeah. one did $457 million worldwide mm. yeah so that to this day still is Nicolas cage's uh most successful film mm. which leads us to after that yeah a lot of non-successful films yeah it's and weird yeah why weird. why yeah. would you not if a movie killed it's your biggest box office gross of all time mm-hmm. you do a sequel it does even better yeah and you just never do finish a trilogy yeah i don't know they really they had the why? opportunity but now it's too like you even said yesterday i think it's too late all right it's too late to do the third yeah, you Nick know? Cage is now, I want to say, 55 years old, 56 yeah. years old. And could he still do the, yeah, the last movie was 12 years ago. It's like you're, you're it's like the new Bad Boys coming out. Yeah. That's what it's going to uh, almost be like. Although Bad Boys has been, when was Bad Boys oh 2? Oh my gosh. Late, late 98? 98. The first one was 95. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously a longer time frame, you know? Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I mean, if you were going to bring it back and, and and finish the trilogy, pass on the torch to someone else, yeah, you know, maybe he's got the Gates have a nephew or something, and he's passing. I would that love on. to see another one. If Nick Cage uh, is going to get I mean, out of this directed DVD or directed digital downloads now, um, yeah. B titles and get out of that, another national treasure. Yeah, I think I think regardless I'd love of to see it. regardless of what the screenplay could be garbage, I think it'll still make money. You know, I think, you know, like we said, Book of Secrets is mm-hmm. not as good as the first. Yeah, it wasn't great. Treasure, it wasn't great. But, but, it was still, it, but it was still an enjoyable movie. Yeah. You know, you jam packed two hours, 10 minutes of just an enjoyable movie. People are going to go see it, you know, especially the National Treasure fans. That yeah. Into the story. Well, now you, know? you could actually introduce a whole new generation of, mm-hmm. of you know, National Treasure to your kids. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm just it's such a cool concept. And it's an American history indiana jones in yeah. modern times and I, I felt like it was super cool mm-hmm. anyhow yeah the 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 weird thing now that we talk about is is how he's fallen into this new b title actor now where it just seems like he's not getting any roles at all 
yeah. you know, which is so odd. It's such a versatile actor, you know. And well, here's a, great a couple stage performance, you know. Oh, um, amazing! You know, like, he's he's super talented guy. Yeah. Proven that. Yeah. Here's some movies he did. I'm just gonna list them off. We don't need yeah. to go into detail. In between the two national treasures, because okay. there's a three year gap. Gotcha. All there's right. Lord so, of War. Yeah. Which the, is good. The Weatherman. Yeah. Not good. Not, not good. Yeah. Uh, it only made twelve million domestic. Yeah. Uh, World Trade Center. Actually did well. Oh, okay, yeah, and it was yeah. the first movie to really, you know, talk about nine eleven right, that way. Right. Um, the Wicker Man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. Uh, next. Oh, that was bad. That was so bad. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. Next was where he kept. See- he was a ma- ma- magician, mm. and he kept getting foreshadowings of of things that were going to be bad. I think Jessica Beale was in it. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, so bad. I feel like next and was it Drive Angry? They're just yeah. they're just like combined in my mind as one <laughs> one movie. garbage movie. I'm not sure. I can't tell them apart. Now he did do Ghost Rider. I thought he was great in, in between Ghost Rider. the two. I did. I did enjoy Ghost Rider. Yeah, and this is before the MCU. It's mm-hmm. 2007, so this is right before uh, Iron Man the mm-hmm. year before. So they didn't include Ghost Rider. Right. With that, I don't know if Marvel had the rights at that time either. Uh, which studio actually? I think it was actually Sony. Mm-hmm. So that'd be under like the Spider-Man Marvel universe, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it did do 115 domestic. So yeah. I wouldn't say that everything was garbage between the National Treasures. I think yeah. Ghost Rider really stands out as I did like Ghost Rider. The one, the first yeah. Ghost Rider. Anyway, yeah. the second one was yeah, the second awful. one wasn't great, but I did enjoy the first one. But then after National Treasure two. It really, yeah, that's when he did. Bangkok Dangerous was yeah. his follow-up. And it was just really, really, mm-hmm. really bad. One movie that you and I liked the beginning of but hated the rest was mm-hmm. Knowing. Oh, yeah. Best 35 minutes yeah. of any movie in the history of time. It's so cool. And then just so bad. And then it gets really bad yeah. really fast. Yeah. I don't know why they had to introduce aliens. Yeah. Bad Lieutenant, Port of Nor- New Orleans. Yeah, I never saw that uh, Yeah. Sorcerer's the Apprentice. sequel to the Harvey Keitel classic. Yeah, the Harvey Keitel. If you classic. go back and watch the yeah. original Bad Lieutenant with yeah. Harvey Keitel, that is a good, that's a dark movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice mm. and Season of the Witch. Mm. He actually did, in 2011, I'm not going to lie, he did five movies mm-hmm. in 2011. Yeah. Five. He did Drive Angry. Yeah. Season of the Witch, yeah. Seeking Justice, mm. Trespass, mm. and Ghost Rider 2. Mm. That is a busy year. Yeah, well. That's yeah. a lot of movies. It's hard to make five <laughs> movies that fast. <laughs> well, actually, it's not, actually. Oh, my god. Because Trespass is, what I don't even know what that is. I don't remember Trespass. And what was no. the other one, Seeking Justice? Seeking Justice. Yeah, that's yeah. that was a, they filmed that in two weeks. Now, I will say, he had a small cameo. In Kick-Ass. He was great in Kick-Ass. That was cool. Yeah. If he had... I I feel, again, like if he's going to... And that was about 2010. If he did more stuff like that, where he doesn't need to force to be the lead, and Mm -hmm. he's just this cool side character mm-hmm. and supporting like veteran role right that to me if nick cage did more of that mm-hmm. nick cage would be back in a-list movies but doing those kind of roles right 
Yeah. I totally uh, believe in that. Yeah, he was great. I, like, I really enjoyed Kick-Ass. And he's done a lot of voice stuff, too. He did the Croods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did, uh, he played Spider-Man Noir in, uh, Spider-Man Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. I did like him in that. I thought his voice added a lot of, a lot to the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's movie, cool that his voice is so recognizable that I could actually add to the characters. I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. He's like, that's next cage. That's next cage. That's cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 And so, do more of that. Yeah. Well, Why they not? are doing a Croods too. They're just not giving 20 that. million to do it. No, no. You're not getting voiceover. No. Kick ass. Am I getting 20 million for this? No. I don't care. All right. Are you sure? Nobody's giving twenty million for I'm not these. Get, I'm not getting twenty million for this. Straight no? to digital download. See, movies see justice. Who's got my twenty million? <laughs> Do you mean pesos? Nicholas Cage, Mr. Cage. You're not. You're no. You're getting twenty thousand. You're getting twenty thousand dollars, and you got to wear your own f-ing jacket again. Okay. This is a snake skin jacket from uh, David Lynch's uh, Wild at Heart. Uh, now there's a movie that I really want to see, and yeah. I will admit I have not seen it. It was a really indie film. I don't even think it was in theaters, like other than awards considerations. I know the movie you're talking about. It's called uh, Joe. Joe, yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be one of his best roles mm-hmm. in years, but nobody saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's un unfair. Like yeah. I, I gotta, I do want to see that movie. Search actually, yeah. and find yeah. it. I don't know if I can get it on Netflix. Maybe you can find it streaming somewhere. Mm-hmm. But I really want to watch because apparently he kills it mm-hmm. but i i haven't seen it it's, it's yeah. just not out there to see yeah yeah i would like to see that too actually if i can find time in between all my amc watching with the commercial you do love amc movies that from like 20 years ago that with watching with commercials when you have the blu-ray or dvd sitting on the shelf next to the tv you're watching these amc yeah. movies on other night it was taken oh edited the first one edited with commercials uh and they bleeped everything yeah out. it was just, no. yeah. i still watched it whatever uh and then here's here's a fun fact for you we'll end the podcast we'll we'll talk something we, you know we're not again we're celebrating nick cage and what amazing actor yeah we're not he crapping is. on him and really the in the title when we say nick cage wtf dude we're really referring to con air really <laughs> it's that, all about con air the this entire thing was how much you destroyed my life with that accent <laughs> but we do think that nick cage has a has a shot i'm gonna throw a number out to you and i actually want you i want you to guess mm. okay between 2014 yeah to present day all right yeah five years yeah how many movies has nick cage done oh it's gotta be a lot every time i open itunes he's got multiple <laughs> movies <laughs> like literally I'm not talking take like it. one I want you to take a guess I'm talking I like counted. there's usually two or three different Nicolas Cage direct to iTunes yeah like I don't it's even straight to digital straight download, to digital yeah. download every one of them he's playing a cop some kind of cop with some kind of sunglasses some kind of sunglasses, sunglasses leather, jacket. leather jacket sometimes it's a distressed leather jacket sometimes it's a black leather jacket it's always a leather jacket yeah change it up he's I would say 30 movies that's a that's a swing at the fences. Yeah. It was it was twenty. Tw- that's a lot of but movies. But he has nine in pre or post production. So you're actually not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> so he's done twenty and he has nine in pre or po- or post production. So twenty nine movies uh, in five years. Yeah. Although like the 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 pre and post production stuff will come out in the years to come. You know what we need but, to do now? Okay. We need to find that skit that you sent me. From Nicolas Cage's agent oh when he's my talking gosh. on the phone, and we got to put that on the website. Okay, I'll find it. And you got to find it. it on the you got to post it on the website because yeah. that is exactly what you're talking about right now. <laughs> it's a, though, if you 
it's so obscure. I think it was a college humor or one of these videos. And yeah. this guy who's, you know, just pretending to be Nick Cage's agent yeah. and the camera is only on him and he's on the phone and somebody doing a Nick Cage impersonation on the other it's end. So and the guy's funny. Bitching, yeah. <laughs> bitching him literally the, the craziest, stupidest oh. ideas. And he's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Like just you literally <laughs> piss yourself. It's so funny. <laughs> we gotta oh find it. Gosh. We got we gotta find it. We gotta post it. Anyway, yeah. I I think like, we gotta find the scene from Con Air where he says "Ain't no, never mind," and we gotta post that too. All right, because that's a that. real thing. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. He ain't really no, true. Ain't no, never mind. We'll find it. <sighs> also, if you get a chance, go on YouTube because this is the most recent thing that I've really found interesting and cool about Nick Cage. Is every year in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. There's a place called the Alamo Draft House, and they have a Nick Cage Film Festival. Okay, every year. All right, uh, and every year they've the the guys reached out to or tried to invite and get Nicolas Cage to come. Yeah, on the fourth year, he actually showed up. That's awesome, and surprised everybody. Yeah, and instead of like you know a little Q and A or whatever, he came yeah. out. He said something, and then he read. Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. He just did a cold read on stage, and then he dropped the mic and he left. That sounds <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Yeah. I actually do think that he stayed, and then he answered people's questions and stuff later. Well, that's, yeah, but he literally—that's yeah. how he surprised everyone on stage. He just walked out, yeah. and he took all the adulation, and yeah. then he just read Edgar Allan Poe's A, a Telltale Heart, and then and then walked out. <laughs> Yeah. that seems about right but that yeah. was really cool like yeah. and it's on youtube so yeah. if you can see everyone's reactions and then him doing the reading it's just that's such a nick cage yeah. thing to do like it yeah. was just it was cool you show up to your own film yeah. festival just on youtube search nick cage ruins his own <laughs> film festival i don't with cam with cameo there, I think everyone there, yeah. like you're clearly going to a Nick Cage film festival, a yeah. yearly one. Everyone, we want a Q and A. Let's do a drink. Let's have a drink. Let's do this. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit here and read a soliloquy read. to you, and then I'm gonna <laughs> peace out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, I think like really at heart, what we're trying to say is that if Nick Cage, if we were to, I, I'd love to see another National Treasure. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him get out of this straight to digital download stuff where he's got to be the star Mm -hmm. and really take on more of that. Like Kurt Russell's doing right Right. now. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. A A list movies, but you're like that cool, very well known. Yeah. Supporting role. Alec Baldwin and mission. Alec Baldwin. Exactly. That role. Yeah. You know, that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Just actually, you know what? I totally forgot about this. I wanted to tell you, uh, in doing this research, i I found that Nicolas Cage actually lost out. He was going to... Do you remember the movie The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke? Right. Nick Cage was supposed to do that. Yeah, you told me that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And he felt like he couldn't get jacked enough in Mm -hmm. time. And so uh, Mickey Rourke did it. And then he went ended up, you know, getting an Oscar nomination. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think Nick Cage kicked himself a little bit Mm -hmm. uh, for that. And the other cool thing... Mickey Rourke did nail that role, though. Oh, he. So it's he hard was to really born to play that role. Yeah, it's hard to say whether or not Cage would have pulled it off as well. I don't think he would have. In my one opinion, one thing that we didn't talk about, uh, and I, I, I'm mad that we didn't bring it up earlier because mm-hmm. really, the I mean, this podcast we should end, but yeah, uh, is the he was supposed to play Superman 
Oh, we didn't even get into that. Yeah. We didn't talk about it. Yeah. It was like in the late 90s. I want to yeah, say yeah, yeah, 1998. Yeah. Glossed right over that. I yeah. know. I totally forgot. We can go back to that. We can work on a different podcast. But in just quickly, like mm. Tim Burton was going to do it, yeah. who did some Batman stuff, but that was, that was in the late 80s, late 80s early yeah. 90s. This is 1998. Tim Burton had a Superman Lives, and Kevin Smith wrote the screenplay, mm-hmm. and Nick Cage was Superman. And they had test screenings of him in the uniform, everything. Mm-hmm. And then the movie got scrapped and nobody knows why. Yeah. And there's apparently a documentary called uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. Yeah, I want to find I that documentary. I really want to see that because yeah. I got to know what happened there. Yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, just, I love talking about yeah, I feel about bad. I crapped on a little bit for that. But I mean, not, not, you know. No, it's just about the accent and the hair and con air. Other, I mean, otherwise, this is really about a celebration of Nick Cage. Um, Nick Cage, we salute you. The WTF dude was was really more about the hair and accent choice in, in Con Air. Overall, amazing actor, mm-hmm. extremely talented, Oscar winner. Hope that we could see him in those types of movies again, or hopefully they do another national treasure. Uh, they will. It's got to be in the works. Why yeah. wouldn't they? They're doing everything else. It would be really Honestly, cool. there's so much coming out. There's so many. Like, like we said, Bad Boys. Yeah. Bad Boys 3 and 4. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, there's there's so much they're pumping out now. I don't see them not jumping on that. That would be... Regardless of the, of the time. I mean, I think, they, I think they could pull it off. I would hope so. That's how I want to get back to mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. I want to see some more of that. Yeah. So they could pull it up. Folks, um, also just quickly, uh, since our last podcast, we have opened up our pop shop. Yeah. And it is in uh, the heart of downtown Bracebridge, Ontario. Come visit us, wall to wall Funko. Go online mm-hmm. and check out uh, what we have available on kdogandfish.com. Uh, our next uh, podcast, clearly based on our Instagram thing, we'll talk about uh, Spider Man. Yeah, that'll and be cool. Preview the next. Uh, Spider-Man, Funko Pops, and the movie Far From Home, yep. uh, which comes out on the July long weekend. Yep. Uh, until then, uh, yeah, uh, follow K-Dog and Fish on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and uh, subscribe to, uh, and please comment, like, uh, subscribe yep. to our podcast on uh, iTunes, which we just learned yeah. is now going to be switched to just Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah. Uh, that'll be a switch later in the fall Christmas time. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's on uh, Apple's, uh, Apple's, on iTunes. iTunes. <laughs> it's on Apple's. It's Apple's. Let's go get a burger. Uh, all right, we're going to go get some lunch. And yeah. uh, thanks for tuning in. I am Fish. Hey, dog. And we'll talk to you later. See you.